on the next Love and Makeup. We're talking Lizzo. We're talking Lori and Kim. We're talking 21 Sweatproof Foundations. And of course, we have to talk about the ratchetness that was the verses. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Martika. I'm a plus size fashion and beauty enthusiast, entrepreneur, mother of two beautiful girls, and I've experienced both the good and not so great moments of love. Truth is, you have to. And I want to have an open and fun dialogue about those ups and downs with you. I want this to be a community of healing where we pull each other through, lift each other up, and maybe even get each other out of love's complex moments. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love and Makeup Podcast. It's been weeks, but you already know. You know, I just see you on a monthly basis. You know, I'm just like, you're the shark that comes every month. You know, I'm like that, right? Only just not quite as annoying. All right, so I don't know. What what do I have to catch you up on? I mean... It's June. So, I mean, I hope everyone's okay. There's like massive heat waves going around the Midwest. And I think they're going to come east, eastbound soon. So stay hydrated. I mean, I know last week or two weeks ago, I had, I felt like I was having a heat stroke because that's how it was really hot. And for some reason, I was extremely hot. I don't know if I'm like approaching menopause or I'm not sure what it is, but The heat was intense. I noticed now as I'm getting older that the more heat I experience, like if I experience heat, I also start to kind of like break down. Like my whole, my, my, I got, I get mental fog. Like my whole body ends up breaking down. So just stay hydrated, stay indoors. If you can, you probably hear the AC and the fan running at the same time because That's just how I am. And today is not even really that hot in New York City. Um, But yeah, like a lot of craziness going on. Like y'all know the news. You look at the news. You know what's going on. You know what's been happening. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, I talked about the um, the shooting in Uvalde. And I just really couldn't anymore because, as you all know, I have the smush. You know her as the smush. Her name is Aria. um, And, you know, she's four year old. She's in pre-K. And I have a 23 year old. And when she was going to school, the most I worried about is like someone snatching her up, you know, while she was walking to school Um, or, you know, like something more depraved happening. But I never once considered that someone would walk into the school and open fire. And um, yeah, so I'm just praying for the families and the educators and all educators out there. I mean, really, you're, you're, you, people are thinking about doing like combat training for educators. And it's just insane. Like kids are supposed to go. They already have so much that they're coming in with. If you don't know, I used to be an educator for a few years, not a very long time, but um, I was doing substitute teaching in the New York city public school system. I distinctly remember having to do those drills because at that point we had already had one shooting. Um, And so we were, 
doing the drills occasionally. So it wasn't only fire drills, but it was also like drills in the event that there's an active shooter in the school. And I remember sometimes like I used to teach middle school. So the kids would like not take it seriously. And I'm wondering if that mindset is shifting because now it is like a real possibility that someone could come in and do something like that. And they're already coming in with so much, as I was saying before, so much like they have issues at home. They have maybe learning, you know, issues with learning. Maybe they have so much baggage that they're coming in or with already. And then to add on that insecurity, some people, some kids come in with food insecurities and now to come in with an added stressor when sometimes school for some children is a safe haven. And for the school itself to not be a safe haven is heartbreaking. It's been a few weeks and I I have been thinking about that so much, um, especially because I was an educator and, you know, I, I, I see how the teachers are like, I'm just going to protect because you kind of go into a you go into protector mode. Yeah, it's just been a lot, a lot in the news, just a lot happening, just so much. We don't need to recap it, but I'm just saying like, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about. And so, of course, when the smush turned five this year, she just turned five a few days ago. She had a major birthday, but it was so important for me to celebrate that with her. And I noticed that I make like a huge thing about it now. I'm just like, oh, we have to do something big or, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that we celebrate it has something to do with mortality. I just don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm like, I want her to experience everything there is to be experienced as a four or five year old now because you never know. Or it's because I want her to experience time with me because things are happening for me too. And I never know how long I'm going to be here. It's weird. I'm weird. I'm weird. So the smush this year, because she's five now, so she understands birthdays. She was like, I want a birthday. Oh, it's my birthday. My birthday is coming. Oh, my birthday's three days away. She was doing the countdown. countdown. She had already concocted this whole mission to have me drop her off with her oldest sister. And her oldest sister was going to take care of her. And I, me and my partner were going to set up this elaborate birthday party that I knew wasn't going to happen because I have birthday party trauma, which I will tell you maybe some other time because I am still not healed from that. So, and again, it's just like the pleaser in me. I just want everything. It's the pleaser in me is the, you know, all or nothing it's that person in me that I'm like, I just want everything to go fabulous. And if it doesn't go fabulous, then don't do anything at all. You know, like that, that is the crazy in me. Um, but yeah, so she was like, the day comes and I feel like she's a little bit disappointed. And oh, that that nearly shattered me. But we ended up the next day going to Kalahari Resorts. I don't know if you've been there. It's in the Poconos. Pennsylvania. It's about a two and a half 
two and maybe 30 minute drive away from the city. But she's five. She's five now. So I have a five year old. And man, I felt the pressure for her birthday. And if I felt this pressure, I don't even want to know what 15 feels like. Well, I do want to know because obviously I want to be there, but I'm delegating this. That's it. Like I'm delegating these birthday tasks to someone else. I cannot do it. I don't have the wherewithal to do it. But that's it. Yeah. So that's all that's been going on with me. Somewhat in the world, somewhat. Let's let's digress. Let's move on to love. I only have like seven minutes to record the rest of this podcast. So let's get going. All right. So, you know, like this is the segment of the podcast that I talk about things that are related to love. So anything related to love, whether it's a book that's coming out, whether it's a movie that's coming out, whether it's like celebrity relationship issues and how they relate to our everyday lives. So this is the part of the podcast that we talk about love because I'm a love, love person. Um, And I wanted to intertwine both beauty and love together because I feel like that encompasses who I am. So um, I was going to talk about the DJ Envy book. And it's called Real Life, Real Love with DJ Envy. And it's about him and his wife's relationship and all the years that they've been together. But I never got a chance to actually read the book. So I do not want to really comment on that, but I do hear that it is a good read. And there was some controversy around that book and around their relationship because, you know, struggle love is a real thing and I'm a struggle love person. So I am trying to still heal from struggle love. So I absolutely get it. Um, But I wanted to read the book, but I wanted to just at least say Real love, real love. No, child back. Hold on. Real life, real love by DJ Envy is out. He's been pushing that book hard. So you can get it. It was sold out for a little bit. And now I think it's available everywhere. Um, but yeah, what else? I was at the movies the other day. I think we went to go see Top Gun, which if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you saw the first one, then you're going to love the second one. Um, But we went to go see Top Gun and I saw a preview of a movie that, in my opinion, looks a lot like Bridgerton. Okay, I finally got it. I finally got it. It took forever to find the information for it because I didn't know the perfect keywords to put in. Okay, so the name of the movie is called Mr. You see the excitement, right? I'm so excited about this. Because I love Bridgerton. Okay, I have to go. So the name of the movie is called Mr. Malcolm's List. It uh, premieres Friday, July 1st of this year. It's an hour and 57 minutes. It's PG. So, you know, we're not going to see none of the sexiness that we, the people like you and I, you know what I'm talking about. You know, we we have, we have some issues. I'm not even going to say that. We don't. We don't have issues. Now, people like you and I, you know what I'm talking about. We like to see. We're probably not going to see that because it's PG. But Rotten Tomatoes has given it a 100 already. So 
Um, let's see who is in the movie. Who's the cast? Okay. So the cast is Zawe Ashton. Sorry if I said this wrong. She is going to be Julia. And then the gentleman, his name is Sope Dirisu. God, Lord. I'm so sorry if I'm messing this up. But yes, that is the that is Mr. Malcolm. So apparently it's a romance meets revenge story. There's a woman who scorned after London's most eligible bachelor in Mr. Malcolm's list. The Bleecker Street film adaptation puts a Regency era spin on rom-coms for a tale based on author Suzanne Elaine's book of the same name. Okay, so the woman is jilted by this gentleman, Mr. Malcolm, and after falling to meet his laundry list of qualifications for a bride. So she's embarrassed. So she enlists the help of a friend who is Selena Dalton. I guess the actor's name is Frida Pinto to assist her in a plan to fool Mr. Malcolm into thinking she's his ideal match. However, her vengeful plan goes awry when her ex-lover and friend begin to fall for one another. In the end, the puppet scheme will prove if this love story is simply a fairy tale or the real deal. (laughs) I love it. So look out for that. That is going to be in theaters. I'm excited for it. I don't know why. If if you saw the preview, then you would know the preview's been out since May 25th. So go check out the preview for that and then get back to me. Hit me up on the DMs and let me know what you think. I'm excited because it's like they're not supposed to be. Essentially, it's they're not supposed to end up together, but it seems like they will. I'm trying to really wait to talk about this. Um, So before I get. Before I get to this part, I am going to talk about the Red Table talk with Queen Latifah. And body issues. So Queen Latifah did the Red Table. Um, Apparently her and Jada have been friends for a very long time. I mean, obviously, you know, they did um, set it off. Thank you. I'm just like, why couldn't I think of that? So they worked together on set it off and they've known each other for a very long time. So she came, uh, Queen Latifah came on the show to talk about a new initiative, essentially, that she is um, supporting. So, yeah, so she goes on the show to talk about essentially a mission to bring awareness to the personal struggle and the struggles that plus size actresses and people of people that are plus size have faced throughout their entire lives. Um, And uh, she essentially offered her one of a kind wisdom to a special group of fans that came onto the show. But, you know, she disclosed that she, so she talks about um, also the struggles that she's had with designers as a plus size black woman And that, you know, she wanted to wear things that were just as pretty as other people that were walking the red carpet. And she couldn't. She would essentially be forced to wear certain things because these designers that are offering these gorgeous gowns for other people um, or for other actors weren't. So um, she talks about that. She talks about so much. Check out the table talk. Um... It really does give you a sneak peek into kind of what 
she was going through. She is gorgeous. She looked gorgeous on the show. She had on an oversized, like long um, shorts and she has like an oversized black men's what looked like dress shirt um, and uh, some sneakers. And she just looks cute. She just looks like she's comfortable and stylish. But I do think that the red carpet for plus size women is definitely shifting and changing. We're seeing, I know on my end, I'm seeing a lot of plus size, what might have been influencers now shifting to styling gigs. And you can see how now these plus size stars or maybe voluptuous or you know, medium stars are out there and they are owning their curves and they look stylish and that these designers are now incorporating bigger bodies into their fashion line. And um, it still needs a lot of work, but I do think that the needle is being pushed forward a little bit. And so for Queen Latifah, that might have not been the thing. But if she hadn't at least at some point said, hey, um, I'm just as stylish as everyone else. Find me some stylish shit to put on this carpet. I don't think I think we would still be stuck in like those matronly dresses with tons of sequencing and, you know, like covering everything because that is what's acceptable in society. It's like if you're a fat person, you're supposed to cover yourself Honestly, just like be there, but not be seen. And she wasn't having it. And I don't think people like Queen Latifah, other plus size actors and stars had set that tone that we would be able to be at the point where we are right now. Um, But yeah, check it out. It's on Facebook. All right. So I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. But before I talk about it, I want to talk about Lizzo and her new man. (laughs) I started recording this on june 3rd i just want y'all to know it is now or june 23rd my bad it is now july 1st okay so welcome to july just want to put that in there that's how i operate literally that's how my life operates i'll be trying y'all so let's keep moving because i do want to cover some of this stuff um so the last thing we talked about was lizzo and her man and how They essentially did their red carpet debut. That was back in June, um, the first week of June. And apparently the guy who they had seen her with back in like May was the same guy that she eventually debuted on the red carpet. What I what I really wanted to talk about is why everyone was so pressed about who the man was like, who cares? I don't know why this is a thing like, okay, she's dating someone. All right. She's finally saying she's not single. You know, everyone immediately wants to be like, is she engaged? She has this beautiful ring on her left hand. And I'm looking at the ring myself and I'm like, okay, it's a pretty ring. Like, why does it have to be an engagement ring? And why is it any of our business, to be honest? After that, everyone was like, well, who is he? And they wanted to essentially like tear him apart, like figure out like people just can't be happy about her having a man or just about her in general. There's just so much that's been going on with Lizzo. Then there was after this happened, this interview happened. She had a new song and event. uh, Essentially she had to come out with a statement because she apparently had ableist language on 
the song. I mean, I know in the background, I was like, really? This is something that I have been saying for <laughs> ever. You know, it's part of the language that I grew up with. Now to know that this is ableist language and that, you know, it may be potentially, it's potentially harmful to people with mental health issues. And, you know, I struggle with my own mental health, health issues. So I don't want to trigger anyone by saying this, but I know that I am probably going to find it a little bit difficult to kind of pull from that language. It's not saying that I won't make attempts because I have excluded other language from my vocabulary that is ableist, you know, but I was surprised because even when I was reading the lyrics, I was like, oh, okay, like I get what she's trying to say. Like girls hold me back. I'm about to just go in. But apparently using that word uh, was not appropriate. And so, of course, you know, we just find one other thing to kind of nitpick. I feel and, and, and again, I don't want to be insensitive to anyone that feels like this is ableist language. Um, I'm just trying to look at all sides. I'm trying to understand those individuals and i'm also trying to understand that culturally that was part of our language for a very for a very long time and i'm just wondering how far is society going to go in terms of nitpicking um language right because now i feel like i'm getting hot as i'm talking about this because i understand that it is a very you know there's this idea that if you say the wrong thing you are going to be canceled and I'm like, you know, I think I, I even joined into the canceling bandwagon for certain things. And now I'm starting to feel like, all right, let me take a step back before I decide to say I no longer wish to support this person, individual, this platform, this brand. Um, I think y'all hear my dry ass hands. Um, I, I'm now at the point where I'm just like, let me step back. And it really took a conversation with I was at a book club and I had a conversation with another book club member. And I think I had used that language like canceled. And she was like, you know, she gave me her opinion. And it was that, how do you grant people the grace to change if you immediately cancel them? And it really did give me a different, per different perspective about cancel culture. And I think that as a whole society, everyone's becoming like all of a sudden a perfectionist. And it's like, no one is everyone's a perfectionist to a certain point because if they're the ones making the mistake, it's like, Oh my gosh, I was young. Oh my gosh. You know, I didn't know now all of a sudden it's please grant me all this grace. But when the tables are turned and you need to grant grace to somebody else, all of a sudden it's like, you, you have no grace in you to do it. It's like, no, they should have known better. You know? And I really do think that society wise, it really depends on like class social structure, um, you know, race. Like, I think all of those things come into play when society decides to cancel someone. So I was very taken aback by this whole Lizzo, contra Lizzo controversy. And I think that she handled it gracefully. Um, I'm just wondering what happened in the background, because I know for me, I would have been like, hold on, I've been using this language all my life and it's part of my culture. So why is it all of a sudden that I can't use it? But again, because she is such an advocate for mental health issues and she struggles with them herself. I think that similar to how I'm trying to understand the other side, um, she was probably like, OK, 
you know, um, but it's like a very thin, lo- thin line between what am I allowed to say and like others being outraged when they cannot utilize the language that has been utilized within the culture. Anyway, so, so yeah, so I was talking about Lizzo and her man. And um, yeah, so I'm excited for her, whether she was single or not single. Like, you know what I love the most also? And this is probably a very antiquated way of looking at things. But since this has come out, (laughs) you know, we still see her shaking her ass. She was, as a matter of fact, today is July 1st. And I saw a post that she's releasing something from Yiddy again. And I saw yet another post of Lizzo shaking her ass. You know, it's not stopping her in any way, shape or form of being herself. And again, I'm I'm I am admitting that this is a very antiquated way of looking at relationships, you know, uh, but I'm excited for her and her liberation and for her relationship. And I hope that this relationship does for her whatever it's supposed to be, whether it's for a season or for a lifetime. You know, I'm excited for her. You know, I'm not going to really talk much about him. I honestly don't know much about him outside of whatever I've read. And it's not really important to me. Uh, what's what's important is, is she happy? And she seemed like she was happy on the red carpet. And she'll tell us if she's engaged or in all, she'll tell us. Or maybe she did already. And that's as far as we're going to go. That's what we're going to get. But yeah, Lizzo, she has a man. Yes, it was a man that we saw back in March of last year, as a matter of fact. And so they probably been together for a while. And I think that's perfectly fine. Like, why do you need to have a man and then like plaster him all over social media immediately? So since I finished talking about Lizzo and her man, let me move on to the thing that I haven't been wanting to talk about because essentially the whole internet exploded when this happened. And yes, I am talking about the Lori Harvey and yes, I am talking about the Lori Harvey, Michael B. Jordan breakup and my take on it. I'm just going to tell you what I think. And honestly, okay, so here's what the internet says, right? So here's what I have, because of course I took notes. So apparently they broke up over the June 4th weekend. Something happened in France, apparently. There's speculation that he might have wanted to propose and she was like, I'm not ready. And so he might have wanted to take things a little bit more seriously. Remember, there is an age gap there. Lori Harvey, I think, is in her 20s and he is in his 30s. So I think he wanted to take it a little bit further and maybe she possibly didn't want to. Um, Steve and her mother, Marjorie, um, seem to be on Lori's side 100 percent. Marjorie reposted a video of um, an actor from Blackish saying, you sit in shit too long. It stops smelling. So come the fuck out of there. And I'm sorry, the actor's name, because I always forget her name. Jennifer Lewis. I don't know why I always forget her name, but Jennifer Lewis. So Jennifer Lewis apparently has this reel or something that is um, circulating. And she says, like, sometimes you sit in shit too long. It stops smelling. So come the fuck out of there. okay? And uh, her dad said, uh, Steve Harvey says, sometimes we need to thank God for what didn't happen. And so I'm wondering what happened in France. Like something came to a head in France. And by the time she got back, like it was like, no, we can't speak for his feelings. But just based off of what we saw, like he went to a game shortly after that and he was sitting, you know, courtside. So on our side, it looks like he's unbothered. And, you know, she's moving on with her skincare line and like, you know, it's business as usual. 
in the exterior exterior but we don't know interior what like what's actually happening but definitely something came to a head and everyone's like oh well you know good for her because she decided that she didn't want to be with him and you know um kudos to her for understanding that she didn't want to take things you know too seriously at the moment and maybe she just wanted to have fun and it was all this talk about like women's empowerment and why should we have to settle for the first man essentially that proposes to us like we what got me is like we don't know we still don't know what the hell happened and to be perfectly honest we may never know we may never know what went down seriously we may never get to know what actually happened in France. We want to. And because they're both so quiet, like Michael B. Jordan doesn't really talk much about his relationships at all. And then Lori Harvey, I mean, I keep hearing this idea that she is like mute, like she, I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't say that, but you know, like she doesn't talk often. And when she does, it's very limited what she says. So we don't really get to hear her voice. So I doubt that she's even going to say anything about this situation. So I'm just like, why do people have so many opinions about what happened in France when we actually, (laughs) we actually don't know? Here's my opinion. Michael B. Jordan is back on the market. That's all I'm thinking. And Lori Harvey is back on the market. Like these are two very extremely attractive human beings. Mike, you know, I am like obsessed with Michael B. Jordan, especially after seeing a journal with Jordan or a journal for Jordan. You know what the name of the movie is. I'm obsessed with that movie. I do not rewatch movies. And the fact that I've watched that movie about a handful or maybe 10 times says that I'm obsessed with that movie. There is something about that movie, movie about him, how he acts that I'm obsessed with. So he is back out on the market. And so that means that maybe a regular Joe Schmo like myself has an opportunity to be with Michael B. Jordan. I'm just saying. And do you, do y'all see how he was whining and dining her? Listen, regular Joe Smith for Lori Harvey, that's probably nothing. She's like, please, the future did this for me or whoever did that or my dad or like this is the lifestyle that I live for us. Regular Joe Schmoes, moms living at home, you know, single women at home just wanting for someone to wine and dine us. Michael B. Jordan is on the fucking market again. OK, so let's start booking our tickets to red carpet events where he's at. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That is my perspective. And Lori Harvey is back out there too. So gentlemen, start booking your tickets to where red carpets are at. Okay. Or whatever events that they're going to be at. Accidentally, accidentally bump into them. And make it into your own fairy tale love story. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I was like, wait, wait, he's available. Okay, so now I can like openly lust over him and not feel guilty because he's in a relationship. Okay, like I do with Method Man, which if you're following me on Instagram at Martika Beauty, um, I have a daily motivation post of um, Method Man. He is his 
to Cal Athletics. And, you know, he's in the gym and I'm just posting it as a daily motivator for anyone that's either at the gym or doing at home workouts. Just putting it out there. Just go to the Instagrams and see what I'm talking about. So now I don't have to feel guilty. This Michael B. Jordan is, you know, but anyways, they're both, you know, and then I don't know, maybe this is official official because I am, you know, a person that is usually in a toxic relationship. Um, I admittedly in a toxic relationship. So, you know, it could be like a breakup, the makeup type of situation. You never know. They might get back together. This might not be the time for them to be together. So I wish both of them all the best. Ladies, start booking your tickets to red carpet events before Lori snatches his ass back up or before he snatches Lori's ass back up. Okay. That's all I have to say about this Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan breakup situation, which we really know nothing about, but the internet has so much to say. Like it's like they're putting words into her mouth. I just find it ridiculous. Anyways, I think that's it for love this time around. That's really all I really wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, there's a few things that have happened since then in terms of, I guess I could talk about this, but I'm just going to talk about it very brief, briefly. And I'm only going to say, put it into this love, love segment because it's rhythm and blues. And this usually talking about love related issues. What in the fuck did we watch for the verses with Omarion and Mario? I'm just going to say it right now. I did not watch the verses with Omarion and Mario because I was asleep. I'm on the East Coast. So if you listen to me and most most of my listeners on the East Coast, anyways, y'all know it was well past 11 o'clock p.m. when Omarion and Mario actually came on. By that point, I had already had maybe two glasses of whiskey and I was done. Done with the shenanigans. From the previous show, unofficial verses between Jeremiah, Bobby Valentino, Pusha P. Oh, no. What's the pleasure P? I don't know anyone's name. Um, the most egregious one, Brandy's brother, Ray J. Uh, oh, no. I think Jeremiah was the most egregious one. And apparently he had COVID. I don't I can't call it. Um this is all from other sources, right? This is what I'm getting from other sources. But I saw, I was sitting there. So my friend hits me up and she's like, oh, are you watching the verses? And she's like, and I think I said to her, like, I don't want to watch that stupid shit. Let me see. Let me go back. <laughs> I'm just going to go back into my messages to tell you exactly what I said. Okay, here we go. She says, versus tonight. I said, I know the freaking Mario and Omarion. I'm like, I'll pass. I'm like, meh. I was never a fan fan. So by 9.50 p.m., this is June 23rd. Oh, bye. So it was the same day that I started recording this. I say, what the fuck is happening? My friend starts laughing. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, watching this stupid shit. Literally, I said, this shit is out of control. It was so dumb. I, I just was like, what is this? They were going harder on their verses than like Jim Jones. And it just seemed, I was like, what is this? Like, even the rappers don't get this like heated. 
they were getting heated. But my thing is, so here's my take on it. Everyone's like, oh, they sounded like shit. You know, um, they're just like washed up, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that that was actually it. Well, we know Ray J has probably been a studio singer all along. I felt bad for Brandy, who was out back there just like rooting him on. But at the same time, I think internally I would have been cringing because Brandy has vocals. okay, and they have very good vocal coaches. So there's no reason why Ray J should have sounded the way that he did. And I don't think that he's done so many performances and it has like killed his vocal cords so much that he should sound like this with proper vocal training. He should not have sounded like that on the stage. But I think I was most annoyed with all like the bickering that was happening on stage. Like, y'all, if you can't, let's all collectively acknowledge that our vocal cords are probably not the best. But most importantly, they were probably drinking before they started singing. And that is a major no, no. They know this. They know this. And the thing is, they probably thought, oh, we're going on to verses. Like, it's no big deal. We're just going to be singing our songs. We're going to be singing along to the track. You know, so like they probably had maybe one or a few rehearsals and that was it. But no one was out there like, oh, okay, like, no, this is like a professional paid gig. And so... We need to make sure that our vocal cords are nice and healthy so that we can get these runs that we did 10 plus years ago at a much earlier age. Child. Apparently Tank came out. I don't know. And apparently he didn't sound all that great either. I wouldn't know because I went to bed. I went to bed. I was so upset that the pre-show was two hours. Not only do they have the battle of the DJs and now they have, you know, an MC essentially. And now they have a pre act. So essentially it's a concert for the people that are there. It's a concert. But for us who are at home watching, this is not a concert for us <laughs> unless it's a good one. And it wasn't even a good one. It wasn't a good one. Ray J made himself a meme, which I knew he was going to do because he's hot headed. So you know that he's going to get upset. But the thing is you can't get upset when someone is saying the truth. They were singing his songs for him which is the saddest part. Like I could sing the song better than you. I've seen that happen on stage a few times and I'm like, that shit is embarrassing. But this is the only reason why I put it onto the love segment because I'm like, my God, I don't, you ever watch an award show and the, the actor or the musician, they come on stage and they're about to, you know, receive their award and they're about to give their acceptance speech. And I am internally cringing because I'm like, I don't know what's about to come out of their mouth. I just don't know. I just don't know. So I mute it. I mute it. I think I've said this on this podcast before. I will mute the TV because I don't want to know. I don't want that music to come on. I, you know, you know, the music I'm talking about, the music that says, shut your ass up because we need to go to commercial. We need to move on. I wish they had had that button for the verses. Just like kindly exit stage, right? Please stop fucking singing. Just stop. I'm like, did they have earpieces on? Did they hear themselves? It was, it was just, it was just a cringe worthy pre-show to the point where I didn't even care to watch the actual act. Let's move on to makeup. If you are part of my newsletter um, that I put out probably a little bit more than I do the podcast, to be honest, I recently sent out a newsletter and 
I was talking about the Lori Harvey, Kim Kardashian dispute. So Lori Harvey has a skincare line. It's a five step system that um, she names skin S K N by Lori. Now, Kim Kardashian just launched her skincare line called SKKN, um, which is in keeping with her um, KKW brand. So as soon as the post started circulating about Kim Kardashian's line, SKKN, right? And let's keep in mind, this is not the first time that Kim has had issues with the naming of some of her products. Um, so as soon as that came out, like Lori Harvey fans just came out of the woodworks and was like, Mm-mm, this looks very familiar. And the packaging in itself looked very familiar too. Now, from my perspective, I think the packaging on both brands are very like clean lines, rounded bottles, very muted, neutral tones. So. I'm thinking that that's like the aesthetic of like a lot of things are turning into right now. So I don't know that that was a clear copy. And let's also keep in mind that KK Beauty has had kind of that concept for some time. So I don't know that in in that in itself. Um, But however, the SKKN, that seems a little bit suspect. I think the person who has the biggest claim on her is actually a small black owned business here in Brooklyn. So apparently it's like an esthetician that has a a company called Skin Plus, S-K-K-N Plus, like the plus sign. Um, so as soon as Kim Kardashian came out with the S-K-K-N line, you know, this black owned business, her name, I'm trying to get it right now. Oh, well, the attorney calls her Mrs. Miss Lunsford. Right. So, you know, she's like fighting back like, no, we've had this brand since I believe 2018. Um, And so or even longer than that. So we've had it for some time, you know, to have this happen to us. It's unacceptable. Um, Kim Kardashian's attorney is saying running a small esthetician business in Brooklyn does not give it the right to shut down a global skincare line. So what he's saying is that, yes, we applaud you for your small skincare uh, esthetician business in Brooklyn. But however, what we're speaking about is a global skincare line. I get it. And at the same time, I'm like, who's to say that this SKKN plus esthetician isn't going to turn into a global skincare line in the future? I, I'm a, I don't know much about law, but I'm assuming we would have to give room for growth. And obviously this skin is a small business. So this skin plus wouldn't have the means to actually do that um, right now. And then Kim, Kim Kardashian's line, obviously they've been in business forever. So they have the means to branch out and be a global brand much more quickly. So I think that they have to give the small business a time to expand I think if I was a small business, I would utilize this opportunity to actually scale my business um, because I would have so many eyes on it. But yeah, so that's the whole drama that's happening with the skincare line. I personally, Nene Leakes chimed in and she's like, Skin by Kim. What? Ha- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but Skin by Kim, what happened to SKN by Lori Harvey? 
One thing the Kardashians going to do is take from black women, child. Okay. This is how we're feeling about all of this drama. I, because we are the Keep It Simple Sis crew, I'm actually on the side of the SKN by Lori Harvey because it is a five-step system, which makes it very easy for people who right now don't currently have skincare routine to adapt a new skincare routine. It's supposed to be, um, actually, let me go on the site so I can tell you exactly what it is. Okay, so it's cruelty-free, made in the USA and vegan, Black-owned, and it's a five-step system, which is moderately priced, I think. I'm on that side. The pictures on the site are gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. You know, she looks fresh and dewy and... Her skin is just shining through. She looks hydrated. So my little one just came in. So you might hear that in the background. But this is what we do. So check that out. Check out SKN by LH. The website is SKNbylh.com. Go to the show notes and I will post that in there. So if you don't have a skincare system, you might want to check this out. I haven't personally tried it on my own, but just because it's a five-step system, I think that it's good for starters for people that um don't have a skincare routine. Again, it's completely up to you. Look at the ingredients, like look to see whether or not this is something that would suit your skincare needs. But um yeah, I'm just gonna go with the keep it simple says crew. Uh, let's see if I have anything else for you in terms of makeup. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I use Rare Beauty, which is Selena Gomez's skin, not skincare line, child bias, because I just finished talking about skincare makeup brand. Um, and she launched it, I think, during 2020 or 2021. And uh, I use the blush, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's simple it really has so much payoff for the product um so you don't really have to use much or you can use as little or as much as you want to it's liquid moves very easily on the skin if you know what you're doing and so she's launching a new kind words matte lipstick and liners on july 7th it's coming in 10 shades and the product is formulated to have a buttery non-drying result that lasts all day she says, I wanted to create a classic lipstick that truly com- that was truly comfortable. Every shade is easy and wearable and just perfect for every day. I'm getting this from Ola.com. The liners, they also come in 10 shades to match the lipstick. So you can uh, kind of do like the lipstick. You know, so you can coordinate. You know what I mean when I say coordinate. They're super smooth and it doesn't tug on your lips, which is kind of the issue in matte lipstick sometimes that if you don't know how to prep your lips prior to, they kind of like drag onto the lips. And then by the time they dry, you look like you have cracked, nasty lips. She's saying essentially that they don't tug on the lips and that it's made to last all day without feeling sticky or yucky or icky on your lips. I know that a lot of makeup Uh, new makeup, novice makeup enthusiasts, they usually segue into makeup through lipstick. I feel like if you don't know how to apply makeup, you usually know at least how to apply either a lip liner or if not a lip liner, you know to how to do, um, you, you know to how to, you know how to do a lipstick 
or if not a lip gloss. I wanted to talk about this because I do love Rare Beauty. I actually like the messaging behind the brand. I like the brand's owner. And I also um, actually like the product. I use it all the time. I'm looking at some of the marketing images that they have on the Rare Beauty Instagram and just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. I love some of the lip shades that they have so far. Um, and I think that they will be suitable for brown skin girls. Well, show. And now that summer is here, everyone's thinking about kind of changing up their summer makeup routine, changing up some of the products. If you need some help with that, of course, you can always go to www.martika.com and do a virtual makeup audit. They're just $25 for 20 minutes. But because I am gracious, I usually stay on for a little longer. Um, yeah. And so I essentially just go through your makeup bag and kind of add in some products to your bag, make some suggestions. Um, I just worked with a client that essentially needed to update her entire bag. Um, so it's worth the 20 minutes. It's quick, it's simple. And I honestly just take the problem off of your hands by making the suggestions for you. So again, you can just check that out if you wish. But Allure came out with 21 sweat proof makeup products that won't melt off on hot summer days. I usually like to go with a tinted moisturizer for the summer, but let's see what they're talking about. So they say base. Maybe your first instinct is to slather on the layer of matte. But don't get us wrong. High coverage foundations tend to be an excellent match for sunny summer conditions. That said, don't sleep on hybrid skincare makeup foundations. Oh, oh, so hybrid skincare may be something that has some sort of serum added to it. I've been wanting to try this Danessa Myrick's Yummy Skin Serum Foundation. It, like, first of all, Danessa Myrick's has amazing technique and I've been watching her for years and now to see this these new products that she's been launching um under her skincare uh, under her makeup brand I mean just like gagging right like I'm always gagging when I'm watching the videos so they're recommending the Danessa Myrick's yummy skin serum foundation it's non-cakey, buildable formula, delivers a radiant finish that makes you look healthy and glowy, even if you're actually glowy from sweat. That's actually really good, especially for people that have very oily skin. Like I have oily skin. So usually when I put on makeup um, and especially if I'm putting on a full coverage foundation, like I used to do back in the days, then it just all them, all them sweat beads just come right through. And I just look like a big sweaty mess. No bueno. They're also talking about another formula that won't disappear once the heat starts ramping up, which is Shiseido's Synchro Skin Radiant Lifting Foundation. It has a seamless coverage without the cracking and the caking. And it also has SPF 30, which we need because this sun is on a different level. Sweatproof concealers, um, benefits, boing, cakeless waterproof concealer. I've actually tried this before. I think that I might have not gotten the right shade on it, but it is full coverage. 
and says that you'll only need one layer of this water and sweat resistant formula. And of course, there's the NARS soft matte concealer, which is a thicker and less liquidy formula. It covers under eye darkness and blemishes and can be easily layered. And then, of course, you lock it down with some powdered powder, which will make sure that it doesn't budge. They're recommending in terms of powder, Mary Kay Translucent Mary Kay Translucent Loose Powder. Do y'all remember Mary Kay? Let me tell you, I used to be a little one of those ambassadors for Mary Kay and I got all the products and I was supposed to sell all of them. And then eventually I got stuck with all of them. And then, you know, like the cute pink cars that walk around that uh, drive around. And so, you know, that whoever got the pink cars, they've been selling loads of products. They were like right on par with Avon. So it was Mary Kay and then Avon. I used to get all of my makeup when I was younger from Mary Kay and Avon. You you probably did too. Like, let's not front. If your mother was getting something from Avon, you were probably trying to get some makeup from Avon. But yeah, so I, I got caught into the Mary Kay thing, but they seem to be having some sort of comeback because Allure is suggesting their Mary Kay translucent loose powder. It's universal sweat proofing. It's a best of beauty winner. It absorbs excess oil and makes makeup last without altering the shade of any of the color cosmetics. You can even use it to save liquid eyeshadows from the perils of sweaty eyelids. And then, of course, you want to prep your skin before you put any of these products on so that they have something to cling onto, especially during hot weather. So um, they're suggesting a very good primer um, that has that can act as an adhesive for the base makeup. And it also preps your skin and makes it better canvas but whatever steps come next in your routine. And if you saw my latest Instagram video where I did a quick 15 minute, essentially routine for your face. And I was, again, this is like what I do whenever I'm on vacation and that's all I really have time for. And one of the things that I did do, um, because I knew that I would be out in the sun, there's not much shade in ocean city. I put on my milk, um, makeup, hydro grip, hydrating, uh, makeup primer. And this is one of the suggestions that they have. Uh, it's they have a niacinamide oil free formula, which keeps excess oil at bay while ceramides and hyaluronic acid soothe any dry areas. So it is just plumping your skin and helping combat some of that excess oil at gate. It is like right in the beginning. It's like, hold on, oil, don't come. And then, you know, you add a couple of layers after that. I mean, I feel like Allure was actually watching my YouTube video or not not my YouTube video because I don't even think I put it on YouTube, but I'm going to now. I feel like they were kind of watching my video because all of the suggestions that they have are essentially the items that I used on that video. Well, not all of them, but some of them. So of course they're saying to wrap all of that up You essentially set your face with a primer. And then in the end, at the back end of whatever it is that you do to your face, you also lock it in. Right. Um, So they're saying that you should do a couple of spritzes of a setting spray to kind of lock all of that stuff in. And they're suggesting the Urban Decay's all nighter long lasting makeup setting spray. I like it because it does kind of leave like a dewy sheen on your face. I've also been using the Morphe one, but I haven't been able to replenish it. So I kind of went back to the Urban Decay and I think 
that it does lock in without making you look cakey. They have a couple of other things on here like sweat proof brows and blush and <clears throat> and eye paints and pigments. So go check them out. I'll put them on the show notes. They have a few things on here that I think are worthy mentioning, but I'm not going to go through all of them. I just kind of wanted to touch with just the base products first. So go to Allure.com and it's the best sweat proof makeup, 21 sweat proof makeup products that won't melt off on hot summer days. Go check it out. That's it, y'all. Um, I feel like this is a long one. I still have to edit this podcast and then I have to edit a video. So that's it. I'm moving and leaving, not moving, <laughs> moving in the bed, <laughs> moving from one position to the next. But I am leaving to Florida on July 3rd. So we're going to be spending the 4th of July weekend, uh, not weekend, it's going on the 4th. But um, we're going to be spending the 4th of July in Florida again. We're heading off to Miami Beach. My partner didn't get a chance to go the first time, so he wants to head out this time around. So we're just going to be there for five days. Um, so I'll hit y'all up. Maybe I can record something while I'm over there. I am planning on visiting the Gianni Versace Palace. They have brunch there. So let's see what that looks like. I'm just like trying to do real Instagrammable shit. So make sure to follow me at Instagram at Martika Beauty and I will see you later. Oh, hold on. Because I forgot to say my, my spiel. I still have to say my spiel. And if you can, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your mama, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your brother. So whoever we all have something to do with love and we can stand to learn a little bit about makeup and listening is so easy. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play love and makeup on Apple Podcasts. All right, y'all. Bye.